Amen. We want to welcome you this morning. If we have any visitors, we are so glad that you are here. It's so wonderful to see your beautiful places, faces in the place. And as they say in our church, amen. Amen. Some quick announcements. The Office of Church Engagement. This year is bringing one speaker each month to talk about God's mission in the world. Tonight in the Robinson Teaching Theater at 7 p.m., a pastor by the name of Alan will share about his work partnering with God and sharing the good news of Jesus with Muslims in the Middle East. Please consider taking advantage of this wonderful opportunity. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, come to acknowledge that you are the one and only who can rightly lead and guide our country. Lord, we lift our prayer for our country. We need your wisdom, your love, your compassion, and may we be the people who are pursuing you and your plans for us individually and corporately. We pray for our leaders. For your word, say, pray for those who are in leadership. We thank you for your many blessings on our leaders. May these servants who are in positions of authority take that responsibility seriously and do their very best. We thank you for our president, Beck, as he comes to share the awesome word of God. Lord, we know that he is a triple A man. He is anointed, appointed, and approved for such a time as this to bring us the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the church said, <laughs> you follow that. <laughs> good morning, Whitworth. How are you doing this morning? Good. You know, they always have me preach the Tuesday after Steffi preaches the previous week. That's called getting set up right there. If you weren't here last Tuesday, Steffi, um, well, as we say in my church, preach the paint off the walls. So... <laughs> It's great to be with you. How many of you had family members in town this week? Any of you? Good. Um, I hope that whatever activities you participated in this weekend, that they are enough to fill your, your reservoir of energy and um, excitement to get through what I call the dog days of the semester, right? Because we're in them right now. The next six weeks, right, to Thanksgiving, all right? We're in it together, all right? So let's support one another. We got each other's backs. I'm absolutely confident of that. It's great to see you this morning. Well, we are continuing in our study of Luke this morning. We are talking about the ways in which Jesus is bringing the year of the Lord's favor, proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, and uh, doing that through relationships. And we've been studying a variety of different ways that Jesus incarnationally, relationally entered into the world to perform this ministry. Our text this morning comes from the ninth chapter of Luke. I'm going to read the first six verses for us this morning. Thanks, Brendan. Then Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. He said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. Wherever they do not welcome you as you are leaving that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They departed and went through the villages, bringing the good news and curing diseases everywhere. everywhere. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Jesus, by this time in his earthly ministry, has been 
doing lots of things. We know that uh, it, just in the Lucan account, Jesus withstood Satan's temptation in the desert. We read that he taught in the synagogues. In particular, we know he taught in his hometown of Nazareth in chapter 4. He has healed people from sickness. He healed the leper. He healed the man with the withered hand, the paralytic. He's performed miracles like calming the storm and raising the young boy from the grave and casting out demons. We know that Jesus has argued with the religious leaders of the day over what he characterized as their misinterpretations of the law. And Jesus has done much of this with and for a growing band of disciples, now numbering 12, 12 men, 12 of his best friends who would walk and talk and journey and live with Jesus for about the next 30 months of Jesus's life. For the most part, this band of disciples would be right by Jesus's side every step of the way, for the most part. But in our passage today from Luke chapter 9, Jesus gives his disciples a new assignment. Jesus sends his disciples on a mission trip of sorts. Jesus instructs his 12 disciples to travel into the countryside and do two things. Two things Jesus instructs his disciples to do. The first, to proclaim the kingdom of God, to preach the gospel, and then the second, to heal. This is our first hint in the ministry of Jesus that rather than being the only person who would proclaim the good news, Jesus will anoint others around him. And indeed, he will anoint you and me to do the same. It's a foreshadowing of what's to come. In just the very next chapter, in chapter 10 of Luke, Jesus anoints not 12, but 70 to go out and essentially do the same ministry. And of course, we know that 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 group that he anoints and sends out gets bigger and bigger until in Acts, we read as Luke instructs us that Jesus forms his church. And of course, we are members of that church. And today, we are anointed to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and to heal. So in Luke chapter 9, Jesus establishes his practice of sending people into the world. <laughs> Somebody's backing up. <laughs> so here's one of my favorite events of the year. The Friday night before Whitworth graduation on Sunday, we hold a ceremony called the Senior Communion and Commissioning Service. It's really my favorite event of the year, to tell you the truth. Before the ceremonial events of that graduation weekend, the Whitworth community comes together and the senior class comes together for a very special time of reflection. This is something you'll do, maybe this spring or maybe in a spring upcoming. We worship together. We thank God for God's blessings on the class that's graduating. We share in communion for the first time as, or the last time, I should say, as staff and students. And we formally commission our graduates to fulfill the various callings God has given them by anointing them with oil. There's usually not a dry eye in the place. What I appreciate is that through the ceremony, Whitworth is reaffirming its belief that rather than simply graduating students, Whitworth sends students into the world, a world that so desperately needs them, that needs you. The acts of sending and being sent. The acts of sending and being sent 
turn out to be important and sacred recurring themes in the life of people who follow Jesus. I have three reminders for us this morning. First, that Jesus calls each of us to evangelism. Second, that Jesus calls each of us to other more particular vocations or ways to serve others in the world. And last, it is Jesus, and only Jesus, who equips us to fulfill both our general calling to proclaim the good news to the world and our more particular callings, no matter what they are. So number one, Jesus calls each of us to evangelism. You know that one of Whitworth's iconic themes and words is the word what? Vocation. We talk about it a lot, don't we? Don't we? But all, all joking aside, we talk about it because we believe in it. We believe that God is calling us to important things in this world. And as a college student, you are in an enviable position in life to begin to discern how God is calling you into the world and to what God is calling you. Theologians have often characterized vocation into at least two groups. General callings, to which God calls all of us, and particular callings, to which God calls each of us, but in different ways. The first point that I want to make this morning is that I'm persuaded that to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to proclaim that God has come to reconcile the world through himself and through Jesus, through the life, death, resurrection, ascension, and present reign of Jesus the Christ, is something God calls each believer to do. It is a general calling. Jesus commissions all of his believers to spread his teachings to all the people and nations of the world. And as Jesus sends his 12 disciples out into the countryside in Luke chapter 9, Jesus is instructing them to go and tell people all that they have seen from this man from Nazareth to proclaim the kingdom of God. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't we want to do that? It is the greatest act of love to share with someone the love of Jesus Christ. Evangelism, we know, can take many different forms. And there are many different styles. People with different gifts, with different temperaments, well, we'll evangelize in different ways. And of course, we have to be careful as well with how we evangelize. Like Jesus, we have to strike the right chord between truth and grace. And evangelism isn't just words. One of my favorite quotes is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, who says, Share the gospel at all times. And speak when necessary. But sharing with others about the love and salvation that Jesus offers is something that he calls each of us to do. He sends us into the world to share him with the lost. The second point. Jesus calls each of us to more particular vocations. To particular callings. As I mentioned, in addition to calling all of us to the general calling to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus also sends us into the world. He calls us to more specific ministries. In our text this morning, Jesus gives his disciples the charge to heal. Verse 6 states this, The disciples departed and went through the villages, bringing the good news, preaching the gospel, and curing diseases everywhere. Healing. I'm not sure why Jesus gives all of his disciples the same particular call, in this case, to heal, 
It may be because in Luke chapter 4, as Jesus announces his prophetic ministry, he says one of his roles is to bring sight to the blind. But today, as Jesus calls us and as Jesus calls you into the world, he gives us different and particular callings to fulfill. He's calling some of you to teach. Others of you, he's calling to pastor and to preach. Still others of you are being called to research or to manage organizations or to produce products and services that benefit people. For others, Jesus is calling you to design and engineer or to participate in civil service or to counsel or to provide legal representation. And yes, he's calling some of you to heal. For many of us, Jesus is calling us to marry and to start families. Well, maybe not quite yet. <laughs> to participate in the life of community through church, service organizations, and nonprofits. These are the kinds of callings that Jesus is giving each one of us. The variety of ways that God calls and sends his people to serve the world is infinite. But know this this morning. Know that he has callings for you. And he is sending you. Know also that the general calling to share the gospel, the first point, and your particular calling, the second point, they are not mutually exclusive. That, that's what we mean at Whitworth when we talk about the integration of Christian faith and learning. As you teach and as you heal, as you serve, as you manage, as you research, as you raise your family you are also being given opportunities to share the gospel with others. The good news of Jesus through your work and through your words. Here's my third point. It is Jesus and only Jesus who equips us to fulfill both our general calling to proclaim the good news and our particular callings no matter what they are. It is not in God's character, friends, it is not in God's character to ask us to do things for which he will not equip us. We have that promise from him. In our story today, in verse 1, it says, Jesus gave them, that is the disciples, all power and authority to do the things that he was asking them to do. It's scary. It's scary sometimes to share the gospel of Christ with others. For many of us, doing that calls us out of our comfort zones. For some, it calls us to a level of intimacy in our communication that makes us feel uncomfortable or overwhelmed. For others, finding the right time and the right message are difficult. But friends, know that Jesus gives you the power and the authority to do what he's asking you to do. And heeding the more specific calls on your lives is also daunting. Right now, many of you are wondering, many of you are wondering exactly how Jesus is sending you or will be sending you into the world after graduation. Be assured of this, that the same Jesus that sends you into the world with all power and authority is also the Jesus that walks with you now as you discern how he's calling you into the world. Worship team, come on up. Jesus is sending us into the world to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That is our theme this semester. And he's sending us to heal and to govern and to teach and to build our families 
and all the other ways that God is calling us to serve others in the world. And we can rest assured that Jesus is with us as he sends us by his power and his authority. Jesus is sending us. He's sending us right now. Will we heed his call? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Was teaching, he would often tell a truth. And after he told that truth, he would remind his disciples. He would say this. He would say, if it were not true, I would tell you otherwise. If it were not true, I would tell you. Well, friends, I have a truth for you this morning. And if it were not true, I would tell you. And that truth is that Jesus Christ is calling us into the world right now. And through this amazing mystery, the agent of our salvation and redemption wants us to partner with him. Wants us to co-labor with him in the world. Isn't that amazing? He wants us to preach the gospel. He wants us to take the love of Christ to a world that needs it so desperately. And he wants us to follow the ways in which he's leading us into the world, these particular callings, the ways that each of you is uniquely gifted to serve the world. And by doing both of those things, we're heeding God's call. We're on this mission trip that he's sending us on. And as we go on that trip, know that the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the church empowered by the Spirit, is with you now and forevermore. And all of God's people said, amen. Go in peace.